0: You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey, this is Michael. Thanks for joining our podcast. You're not going to want to miss it. But before I start, Stacy and I want to share something with you guys. We've been asked a lot lately on how can we make incredible leaps forward. And so Stacy and I want to share. Stacy and I have helped many people become millionaires, grow successful business, build thriving ministries. We've coached thousands of individuals through our in-person live events. In all of our work, we've noticed one common thread. The people who make the most incredible leaps forward are the ones who are humble enough to ask for help, take the advice they're giving, and get back to work. You know, it's easy to think that you have to do everything yourself if you want to be successful. Been there, done that. But that's simply not true. There are people who have been where you are and have already figured out the answers to the questions that you're asking. If you're willing to ask for help, you can save yourself a lot of time, effort, and money. Of course, asking for help is only the first step. You also have to be willing to take the advice that you're giving. This doesn't mean that you have to agree with everything everyone tells you, but it does mean that you should be open-minded and willing to consider new perspectives. Finally, you have to be willing to get back to work. Once you have asked for help and taken the advice that you have been given, it's time to put in the hard work necessary to achieve your goals. There's no substitute for this. If you can do these three things, you'll be well on your way and making incredible leaps forward in your life. So, are you ready to make incredible leaps forward in your life? If so, we encourage you to reach out to us and schedule a call to see the best way we can help. If you want to find your true identity and become who you are designed to be, then check out the McIntyre Live in-person Next Level Experience it's not a conference and it's not for snowflakes. If you want to grow your business, ask about the McIntyre Business Accelerator or the personal business coaching. Visit McIntyreMBA.com. That's McIntyreMBA.com. Are you ready? We are. We've been where you're at. Come on and join and leap forward. God bless. Enjoy this amazing podcast. Welcome to McIntyre's Next Level Podcast, a place for entrepreneurs, leaders, and dreamers to awaken and be activated to their full potential. Are you ready to get out of the boat and experience your next level? Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Welcome, everybody. Michael McIntyre, the Next Level Podcast here at McIntyre getting a new studio here designed. It's awesome. We're excited about it. Listen, I hear a lot of people, they want to know how to do things. They want to know what should they do. What's a question or something. And I love that. I love coaching people. Station and I both do, and we've got our SEAL Team 6, and it's exciting, and we, we coach a lot of people. You know, many are called, few are chosen. And what I mean by that you know, just because somebody has the money for coaching and they actually put the money down for coaching, which is, which in the, again is a separating, separates the wheat from the chaff, but how many people actually do it? And what I'm saying about is taking advice. There's people out there. Maybe, you know, maybe you are one. Maybe you are who have paid for coaching or asked for advice and not done it. We all, a lot of us, you know, they, you know, the old saying is, "Hey, you want know some free advice?" And everybody wants free advice. Now, you might not listen to it because you're not paying for it. You pay for it, you generally listen to it, and some of you actually—about half of you—actually act on it. So, why is that? Why, if somebody pays thousands of dollars a month for coaching, and it only acts on twenty percent of it? Well, maybe they don't agree with the other 80%. Okay, then say that. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe some, you know, sometimes I do have, I have, I've had some clients that say, hey, Mac, you know, that's not going to work for me because of ABCD and E. Now, I just want to tell you this ABCD and E might be legitimate reasons it won't work for you, but nine times out of 10, it is just a reason, an excuse to continue with the me- mediocrity that you're getting payoffs for. That's right. I said it. <laughs> All right. So what is my point here today's podcast? My point is: what is your payoffs when you when you listen? But don't act. What happens then? Why is that? And I'm not just talking about coaching. I'm talking about basic in in and life in general, in in your experience and walking on this, you know, big <laughs> this big green and blue marble floating in space. Why is it that sometimes we just want to be perpetual in our habitual misery and or lack of success? Why is that? What is the key ingredient in there? And I guess, you know, everybody's been trying to answer that for a long time. But there, I think there's some pretty obvious reasons. And I want to share some of those to you. Yeah, and maybe and I'm not saying everybody's like this by any stretch, but there's a lot of us, a lot of you. And maybe you should take a self-awareness check. Yeah. And I and I do this, too. I mean, I do. I I'm in a self-awareness week this week. And so, um, yeah. So how, how does that show up? And why? Why do we hear things that we know, probably we know pretty much we should do those things, but we have, you know, A, B, C, D, and E reasons why we don't. I think it's because there's a system set up here that in our churches, in our relationships, in our friendships, in our Christianity or non-Christianity, even if you're secular, we have systems here that support mediocrity, and uh, it's just true. I mean, since this pandemic, take a look at it. What happened? You know, everybody wanted, everybody got sent home because the government, you know, in their wisdom, shut everything down. Uh, I remember, right? You know, I'm sure there's millions out there like this. But I do remember, back in I think it was October, November, maybe it was maybe it was December, December. Anyways, about when the pandemic hit in 2020, I thought let it run herd immunity, and let let it run through the system. Do everything we can to help people, but let it run its system. Basically, let the, you know the old people should you know shelter in the attic, and the ones that have you know morbidities and everybody else get over it. So. However, that's not what we did. so what did that create? I think it created a lot of a lot of things, and I think it just amplified what I'm discussing today, and one of those things is 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 accepting mediocrity and because it's hard to run an excellence. It's hard to be all that you can be. It just is and so we 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 rely on that system that we built out of mediocrity and so you know when everybody got shut down here in the pandemic we got to stay home and work uh we discovered zoom you know or some of you already knew it i didn't know anything about this stuff i don't think anyways uh but we discovered it and we stayed home and so we got you know even the school teachers around the country shut down they didn't want to go back to work students were affected parents lost their minds it was crazy right it was you know, pandemonium. And so, with that, now we're having the struggle of getting people to go back to work. You know, real estate, commercial real estate, my goodness, is going to change maybe for the next decade. You know, uh, my sister works for one of the largest um, national accounting firms in downtown Dallas. And they just moved out of their big building that they had because they didn't need. Forty percent of the space that they had because people work from home, and you know that saved them a lot of money. But what did it cost that commercial real estate property company? So it's a lot of changes. All right, let me. I know I'm, I'm sliding off track here, but I want to talk about you personally, how you or myself, and I've been in this track before, don't want to do the hard things. Why is that? Maybe just throwing us out there. Maybe we're afraid of that success. Maybe we're afraid if we step out there and we become successful, we do the hard things, we make the commitments, we have the sacrificial time and investment into this. What happens if it works? Now you got to keep going. Oh, listen, man, I remember, you know, Back in the 90s, when Stacy and I were getting our insurance business off the ground, it was hard. It was really hard. Um, Stacy's dad had died just about a year and a half earlier. We were struggling financially. Uh, we had uh, regulatory and lawsuit issues going on. We had stuff happening, man. It was hard. And so, with that, we didn't quit, we just kept going. And I guess for whatever reason, maybe it's the work ethic, maybe Stacy, you know, her dad was an entrepreneur, he's been through feast and famine, Stacy believed, she had, she she kept supporting me in that, and cheering me on, and was there uh, when it was hard, maybe that was a big thing, and which I believe it was, that's, you know, it's my big advocate for marriage, marriage, you know, if you if if you finish high school, if you get married and then have children, your chances of making millions of dollars in the marketplace are great. And if you stay married, the chances that your children are going to be great, it goes up, the odds go up astronomically in your favor. But if you drop out of high school, have sex before marriage, get pregnant, and have a situation to where you're not having a nuclear family, your odds of making a great living and making a high impact drop dramatically. Now Some people say, McIntyre, that's old-fashioned. Yep, <laughs> it's biblical, and so, you know, I know there's people in the church that are living together, and, you know, I, I don't judge them, but I don't condone it, I know it's not biblical. Um, It's just not. And it's called commitment. And I think that's where it gets to. If you want, I think it all comes down to commitment. How much commitment do you have? Or or how much are you going to allow your circumstances to dictate your life? Because we all have circumstances. And we all have A, B, C, D, E. And sometimes F and G uh, <laughs> excuses and not to do something too fat, too skinny, too broke, too rich, too whatever, too busy, uh, too many children, uh, you know, too many things I got to get done. I've got to get this report out. I mean, it's just constantly creating things and obstacles in our way. So I want to I explore that a little bit more because I think it's it's really, really important in how you're going to show up in life. And if you're going to allow those things to take over and allow those things to um, be the master of your life, then you're going to constantly walk in that mediocrity, and you're going to wonder why you're always behind. Just you know, a couple thousand dollars, or you want you never did get to move into that you know million dollar house, or find that godly man or that godly woman. And you know, one of the things Stacy and I. And, and Brianna are really, really struggling with is, um, is uh, or maybe just Stacey and I, I'm doing an NLE singles thing. And the reason why, because I think the men out there, yes, I'm going to say you men are out there afraid of commitment issues for whatever reason. I don't know. I think it's generational. I don't know. Um, but I do. I am struggling with all that. So, and, you know, I think that's a big thing in, in, that we need to take a look at. Um, all right. So, what is it? Why don't we, you know, somebody gives you good advice? I, like, listen, I listen to Warren Buffett. Now, I, I don't sit and have lunch with him. I would. Would I pay the t- a $10,000 lunch with Warren Buffett? Yeah. Maybe even a $100,000 lunch with Warren Buffett. Yes. Why? Because I believe everything that he would say would be valuable. I remember back in 19, I don't know, maybe it was 2003, 2002. Maybe it was right before 2000. I don't know. But I remember there was an auction at a school uh, for Warren Buffett's wallet. People think, what the heck would I want Warren Buffett's wallet? You know, he's not going to have tons of cash in that wallet. No, he's not. But he's got to, he's going to have, he had a list of the stocks that he was going to buy that year. Yeah, and I think that I think the auction, you know, went for like $36,000 for this wallet. I like that. Look, whoever bought that wallet, who paid $36,000 and if they followed the stock advice and bought stocks that Warren Buffett was looking to buy that year, I think they said that they almost had a 98% return on their money. Not bad. See, and that's 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 why we pay for coaching that's why we pay for advice all right so let's take a look at it if if you are getting coached if you somebody if you need advice you know we read books we see movies you know uh now some of us man apply that stuff now i've had some people and i i know you know some of you listening are those kind of people that you follow to the law you are very coachable and anybody you know they tell you that you respect that you see fruit in their life they say okay hey this guy's got good marriage advice. This guy's got good business advice. This guy got good investment advice. Whatever that is, and you're going to do it, and you do it, and you do it well. That's, I like that. I was that way. My father-in-law coached me, and he was a tough coach, but he was an amazing coach. I knew that I was being taught by a master. I knew it. Did I like it all the time? No. And you shouldn't like it all the time. If your coach isn't pushing you and you don't like it sometimes and it's like oh man i gotta go do that you got a good coach okay even if you just get a little you know butterflies in your stomach that's a good coach i was coached for 90 days by this uh a friend of mine not a friend yeah she's a friend yeah but this is i don't know 25 27 years ago and she was hard and uh, she was an amazing coach and she pushed me out there and I had to do some things that I didn't want to do, but I did them anyway and it paid off dramatically. In fact, her coaching in 90 days trans- transpired tra- transformed my whole company and uh, put us on a trajectory path that increased, increased our sales and increased our bottom line by like $2 million in just a 90-day period. At any rate, I digress. Commitment. Circumstances. Where are you on this scale? And if you want to be helped, if you truly want to be helped, you know, um, you know, I've helped a lot of people become millionaires, become successful. Uh, I've helped people step into their ministries in a big way, and it's real funny in the ministry though, and I, and I enjoy coaching that. But it's funny because, uh, you know, it it's a different mindset it's not get it done now it's not let's do this now it's let's sit around and soak on it for six months and then make a partial decision and then we'll soak on it again for another six months and look if that's the way they want to roll I get it but that's why I'll never work for a church again I love the church I love the four walls I love the corporate worship the pastors I love all that but I am a I'm a man of action and that's, what's been really successful for me. And if somebody doesn't want to be that, that then we're going to have issues. And, and I've been blessed to coach, you know, some of the great ones in the, in the ministry that do our men and women of action, which is good. And so, uh, you know, sometimes you think you can do everything by yourself and you think it's going to be great. And, then all of a sudden you look up and you know six months have gone by you know nine months have gone by 18 months have gone by five years have gone by and you're still struggling you're still in that spot why is that when are you going to die to yourself when are you going to say hey enough is enough and I'm going to step out of my comfort zone I'm going to listen to somebody I'm going to take the advice the coaching whatever that might be the mentoring and I'm going to apply it to my life, no matter if I like it or not. And let's see what happens. And so it's a, it's a matter of just being humble on that. So, I, I, you know, and I think when we get into our mire, when we get into the depths of our self-pity, then there, I think we get payoffs, especially in the church, we get payoffs. because People will come around and pray for us. People will offer us things, money, jobs, different things, and attention, maybe that you didn't get growing up, maybe when you didn't get uh, from a, a husband or a wife or a friend, or maybe you didn't get it from the pastor until you got into the mire. All right, so I want you to think about this, or <laughs> shut me off. I don't know. You know. If it's ruffling your feathers, man, it might be a good thing Ruffled feathers are good. Come on. Listen, you know, if we all want to stay in the comfort zone, then they're going to be our grave and you don't want to be in your deathbed with regrets. My friends, it's not good. I'll tell you about a regret one time. All right. I'll, I'll share a little story with you. And I don't have many regrets in life. I got probably two big ones. Um... We're down in the one, the one where we were traveling down to Cancun, Mexico, and I guess it was probably I don't know, 1998, 1999, maybe it was 2002, three. Uh, We were down there at the Ritz-Carlton, and we had been going there quite a bit. We really enjoyed it down there, and I it was in the evening. I was down in the lounge, the cigar lounge with a bar, and I was enjoying one of my uh, Cuban cigars there because you can get those in Mexico legally, and it was nice. And I'm sitting there having a cigar, and here come I see walking through the lobby John Travolta. Yeah, John Travolta, and he walked right in, came into the bar area, and took a left, and walked over into this one area that's kind of private, but it's still open to people, and sat down there and had a it was going to have a cigar because I knew he liked cigars. The other thing I knew about John Travolta is he loved airplanes. In fact, he flew his own big airplane. He loved jets. He, he named his son Jet. So um, any rate, immediately I saw three other guys get up from the bar in the area I was in and walked into that room because they were like, I'm going to go see John Travolta. They didn't say that, but you knew what was going on. And so I wanted to go in there and talk to him about jets because I had a jet and i wanted to share my jet stories with him plus talk to John Travolta and my pride wouldn't let me do it just wouldn't do it I could not move my butt from that stool and I just thought you know I'm not going to go over there and do that um and so I regret that I really do because you know you know i know he's a scientologist i know all that back then i didn't care i wasn't following jesus i just cared about airplanes and cigars and so but i do regret that and i could have made a friend in john travolta or just talked to him about some stuff and had an interesting convo but i didn't do that so i regret that and i stay with that and i keep that in my heart and in my gut sometimes in case i mean, i see something that my pride is getting in the way Because pride (laughs) comes before the fall, man, and it really does. So uh, you might need to check that pride. My brother and I used to always say in our business, you know, check your ego so you can cash that check, baby. And listen, we had people come over, and in in our business, we had people come to work for us because one of the things that we developed was a massive blue ocean in the insurance industry, and with that blue ocean. We really developed a good system. And but there was a cost. There was a price to pay. So on the street, if you went out on the street and got a commission from an insurance company, you know, you could get about an eight percent contract, eight percent commission of whatever you sold, whether it was annuities or life insurance, might have been more than that, but you had about an eight percent commission. But if you're like like we had our own deal. So we had like 14 points in our product, but we also spent millions of dollars setting these people up with leads because the biggest thing in the insurance business the biggest thing in any business in any, I don't care what business it is, it is is having prospects leads right so we had developed a massive uh successful lead funnel that was excellent it worked really well it took a lot of money and a lot of grind and a lot of <laughs> a lot of time to get there but we got there so when people come in we gave them a 3% contract now they could get an 8% on the street or anywhere, but they didn't have our lead system. They in fact, not only did we have prospects that came in, but we actually set the appointments for them. And listen, they were amazing appointments. It wasn't this this no-show stuff or brokes. We had this thing down. We had this drilled down to a Nats, but man, it was awesome. And so that's how we created a $3 billion sales, sales agency. So with that, people would come in and they'd say, man, the system looks great. We love the system. What? 3% commission? McIntyre, I can't do 3%. Listen, I I got I got an 8% contract in my briefcase right now that I can get and anybody I sell. And I said, listen, bro, I get it. Now, just keep in mind, we recruited and trained over 20,000 of these people, okay? So we had this thing down also. We said, look, and not everybody came aboard by any stretch, you know, Um, We said, look, here's the number one thing that you got to know is you do not bank percentages. You bank dollars. You do not bank percentages. You bank dollars. Okay, so you can take 8% of zero or you can take 3% of five million dollars a month. What would you like to have? And, you know, amazingly, there's people that could not pull the trigger. They said we couldn't check their ego, couldn't die of their pride. The ones that did became wealthy. We created over 175 millionaires from that. And some of them still might have a few bucks. (laughs) And so that's the point of this podcast. Do you want that success? Do you want that? Do you need to die to yourself, die to the pride, die to your ego and say, hey, I want to go to this thing. I want to do this. I want to invest in myself. I want to marry that woman. I want to marry that man. I want to start a business. I want to get this thing published. Whatever it might be, what is holding you back? Maybe it's that flesh, man, sister. Yeah? So think about it. Think about it. (laughs) Take a deep dive. Hey, I want to let you know, too. That We've got a lot of new programs coming into play. It's going to be exciting, uh, which we're going to unfold here pretty soon. Some of you have done Next Level Experience, and that's awesome because you're going to find out sooner than everybody else. And if you are interested in doing Next Level Experience, if you have not done it yet, why haven't you done it? Too many circumstances? Maybe or excuses. Hey, and look, if you do sign up for Next Level Experience, and we want you to come in, you don't need to put any money down. This is not a conference. It's not for snowflakes. We're going to come at you. This is not the way church is. We're not going to coddle you. We're going to help you break through, get on the other side of that fear. It's not easy, but it's fun. It's exciting. Some of it's funny too. (laughs) At any rate, it's not a conference. You get to be there the whole time. And if you do re- register and apply, and you say yes, please come, please come. All right, stand to your commitment. You don't have to put any money down. At the end of the uh, next level experience, you'll be offered uh, to pay it forward to bless us with the, whatever you think it's worth. We've had people give small amounts because they didn't they they didn't have the money, and we've had people give very large amounts and paying it forward bigly. And it's you know it's a big seed. All right. Or you can plant a small seed and tell you tell tell that seed what you want it to be. That's one thing good about that. All right. Many things good about that, actually. So if you want to come to Next Level Experience, go check it out on our website at themichaelmcintyre.com. And we also have some other programs, too. We've got uh, MBA programs. We're going to launch a couple other new things. And we're really thinking about doing a NLE marriage NLA marriage, and this would be for people who've already done NLA but want, are married, and we don't know the parameters on this. I'm sneaking it out there. In fact, I know Stacy's going to get a little mad because I, we haven't put all this deal together, but I just feel marriage is so important. Stacey and I have been married 38 years, and is it easy? Nope, but it's not supposed to be easy, but it's beautiful. It's kingdom. It's biblical. It's it's the way he designed it for a man and woman to be married. Yes, I know sometimes that's controversial today. So be it. All right, my friends, how are you showing up today? Are you committed? Hmm? How is your commitment? Are you dying to yourself? And what are the payoffs if you don't? Are you held back in mediocrity? Or if you want to break through and do the hard things and get past that fear on the other side and get into excellence, get into success. And whatever that success looks like, could be marriage, could be a family, could be money, could be, you know, your church. You want to grow your church? You want to grow your business? Rock on. I get it. All right, Michael McIntyre here, your humblest host here at the Next Level Podcast. Make sure you share this thing, man. Listen, we want to spread the word and uh, any way we can if you like my style share it if you don't send me an email tell me what you don't like I'm a big boy I'll die to my pride I'll do what I need to do Uh, yeah hey if you want to check out my book you can get it online next level life it's my memoir and it's 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 like I always tell people you know for some of you boomers that remember Paul Harvey it's the rest of the story pretty good story though it's true And I think you'll enjoy it. You'll learn some things, too. And you'll be coached a little bit. So have a great week. Thank you for listening. Share, subscribe, and uh, hey, Jesus is king. Yeah? Just trust in him. Don't worry about anything. Stop worrying. Start producing. (laughs) Have a great week. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Next Level Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. For more resources to help you maintain your next level life, join our community at themichaelmcintyre.com.